Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. And uh, it's been a rough week for me personally. There's just been a lot of stuff going on in real life. And up until at the time of this recording, about a few hours ago, it still wasn't looking great, but things have certainly changed. Uh, how have you been feeling, Scott, since we got the breaking news today? Busy. <laughs> So you haven't had a whole lot of time to really digest exactly what's going on yet? Uh, I mean, I guess my mind's been going pretty fast, but like it happened right when I happened to have like a meeting at work. So like uh, between that and other TCG stuff that I was working on for the game uh, at the same time, it just all kind of hit at once. And then I really have, didn't have a lot of time to, uh, to fully digest. Um, but, you know, it's exciting. Yeah, it definitely is. We're uh, we're going to get into it in a moment. There are a couple news items that I want to go over real quick. But uh, this will probably, if you're hearing this and you're not currently in Twitch chat right this second, you're probably going to hear a bunch of time capsule talk. We'll call it that because there's going to be a lot of information coming out. Uh, it was already indicated that... There's going to be some podcasts, including the WTF, a TFW one that's going to explain some of the things we're going to talk about later. So we don't know what some of these things mean, and we're only going to find out probably after this recording is finished. So we'll have to see how this goes. Oh, we got people in chat already talking about uh, how excited they are for Predaking. Believe me, we all are. So we're going to get into that in just a second. The two major news items, It's they're not... Well, one's TCG-related, one's comic-related. Uh, Transformers Historia is going up, which I'm pretty excited about. I know, Scott, you are not haven't read all the comics, but this may be a chance for you to catch up, at least get the Reader's Digest version for some of this. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the guy that wrote it. I think I want to say um, he, he does... I don't know what his actual... I think his YouTube... If you just YouTube him, you'll find him. Um... It's the like he does a whole series called the basics on uh, Transformers, and when I was actually getting back into it because of the card game, like I watched a lot of his videos, and what what it allows you to understand is like from from his videos perspective, like you get to see like 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 a, you know he does like the basics on let's just say he just chooses a character, like he'll he'll follow that character throughout all different types of medium, right? So like I mean. I know I know nothing about Beast Wars. I know nothing about Beast Machines. I know nothing about more than meets or whatever the the stuff that came out in like the early two thousands. Like the, yeah, ro uh, Robots in Disguise. I think was around. Yeah, there. yeah. It's and a, like oh god, time and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So he and then he also talks about the IDW universe, which is what this is. Right. The history of the IDW universe. So yeah. So I I haven't read it. I think I'm probably going to pick it up because even though I've read it all, it's still. I love the universe, and I love the lore anyway, so just wanted to throw that one out there real quick. Uh, the other thing I wanted to call out, give a special shout-out to Uncle Jamie on YouTube, uh, or at least username Uncle Jamie, uh, who left us a listener question regarding draft, specifically Quadrant Theory, and the old acronym BREAD for card evaluations. It is something we do want to cover. Uh, we weren't planning on covering it today anyway, just so that we could have a more researched and involved discussion about it, but... Then also we got cool news, which we're going to get into right about now. So if you're watching 
the live stream or if you are watching this on YouTube, you should see the product photo, which was over in a Kotaku article that the official accounts all linked, you know, everywhere. If you're on Facebook, Twitter, whatever, you probably saw it. There's a lot of information in there that we're going to try and unpack. So uh, I did you see the, the product photo, Scott? Like, does that does that excite you just seeing that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm tired of seeing the old pack design, so time for a new one anyway. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I, I'll admit, and before we get into like evaluating the cards or really talking about any of the interactions or anything like that, I ex fully expected combiners to exist at some point in the game's lifespan, even as early as set three. I was floored when we saw it showing up in set two. Did that surprise you? Yeah, I mean, we talked about it last episode, um, like when we talked about triple changers, and I said, like, I actually had that whole rant about, like, I'm surprised people are so excited about them when I would have assumed that things like combiners, right? In, but what's interesting though, I what I will say is, so, <laughs> excuse me, our original topic for this show was going to be um, speculation on what characters we thought were going to show up. <laughs> yeah, in funny week. story about that. <laughs> yeah. And so we shelved that when we actually had news, and but but when I was making my list, um, I think we said we were going to be like you know twenty or twenty or so each that we were choosing, um, you know not as I specifically as well as you did not choose combiners, right? And the issue I, I didn't I guess I didn't intentionally um, split my list between Autobots and Decepticons like I probably should have if I was doing like a, a true. Uh, list and the problem is from a from a G one centric fan of of the Transformers. It's honestly, if you don't include the combiners, it's kind of hard to find Decepticons. Yeah, um, a lot of them do boil down so. to you know you have the Seekers and things like that, where it's okay. Yes, they are distinct characters, but are they are they that distinct in some scenarios? <laughs> Right, and you are, I mean, doing a lot of reprints of characters that already exist, which, given the mechanics of the game, wouldn't hurt, like, deck construction or anything like that. Like, that oh, wouldn't absolutely. be that big of a deal. Yeah. yeah, it's just that if you wanted to have new characters, I mean, like, we already knew Soundwave wasn't coming, for example. We already... Yep. Which um, kind of eliminates all of his, uh, all the Cassetticons. So right. that throws right. out a significant chunk of the Decepticon army. Right, like, as I was doing research as to, like, because I, I sorted, like, things by, like, what year the toys came out, and I was like, hmm, well, if I don't include the Constructicons, like, there's six less Decepticons, and, like, if, you know, if I don't include the Stunicons, if I don't include Triple Changers, because I don't know how they're going to make that mechanic, like, the Decepticons actually had most of the early versions of, like, the unique mechanics, because, you know, at the end of the day, Dinobots transforming into dinosaurs is still a typical mechanic. So, right. But a lot of the Decepticons had these like weird quote unquote mechanics. I mean, even like from the beginning, they had Reflector as a pseudo combiner right. anyway. Right. So, if you don't include him also, now, like, what are you left with? So, right. Yeah, the, the cast definitely becomes more challenging to identify if you were to rule those things out. So, I guess in hindsight, it makes sense that, okay, they're diving into it. They also are just coming off. And Drew has said this both in the interview that we had done with him as well as in a number of other interviews, indicated that they're kind of trying to follow 
the generation's toy line or stick to that media theme lore timeline whatever uh and the i mean one of them was combiner wars so guess what there was a lot of <laughs> i mean it, it's kind of self-explanatory yeah and then Predaking had a huge role in power of the primes oh so, yeah well he was so a, like a focal point of the toy line as well so it, it it all logically makes sense yeah so i mean like if I had to guess on future expansions, I would guess the rest of some of these uh, toy lines would be heavily right. focused there as well. Yeah, yeah it, since the Siege line, and I don't want to drift too far off, we'll get into the actual cards in, in just a second, but the uh, since the Siege line is coming out and a lot of it's pre-War uh, on Earth, I guess, so it's all going to be the war on Cybertron, I'm expecting we're going to see that start getting rolled in, maybe Wave 3, Wave 4, those sort of things, because... I mean, it, it logic. We've talked about it before, but it makes sense to have all of your different media tied together. So it's oh, well, I saw this movie. Oh, well, then I can go get a toy. Oh, there's a game too. I can pick that, you know. And then one leads to the other. Yeah. So, definitely. Uh, moving from there, are you ready to dive into the actual cards? Yeah, and the actual uh, mechanics, sure. So, I was intending to start with Windblade. Is that where you would like to start, or do you want to? jump in somewhere else uh well i mean she is a counter so i'd probably start with the actual combiner okay. or something like that first yeah so i'm loading up on the screen some of the notes that we have from the article uh yep. so we'll we'll start with the predacons themselves so just the high level bullet points we're getting 46 characters we're getting 81 battle cards there are six combiner teams we don't know outside of the Predacons currently which ones they are. There are going to be green pips on the cards, in addition to the standard orange, blue, white, presumably null as well. Uh, there are two new key keywords, which we'll cover as we're going through the Predacons, Brave and Plan. All of this was really exciting. At least, to me. Two, at least two new, two new keywords yes. that we know of now. Yeah, exactly. Those. Are, this is information that was in that Kotaku article. So if you haven't read it yet or checked it out, definitely head over there. Uh, it's as I said, posted virtually everywhere to all the social media groups. So you can definitely find it if you want to. So, any comments about the specific numbers or any of the mechanics or anything like that right off the bat? So I think somebody said 46 new character cards is the same amount that there were in Wave 1. Counting so, the promos, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. So I would assume that um, 20 or whatever, 31 of them will be combiners. Right. Teams, Presumably and... we're going to get Devastator. We don't know, but I mean, yeah, it kind of needs to be whatever. there. <laughs> yeah, and like if there is um, if there is like a starter deck that could be like a devastator starter deck, for example, right. um, but, uh, so that would like, that would, the starter cards also count as part of the 46 as well. Um, right. so like, I would assume it's, I would assume it has the constructicons and there are six and then teams of five across the board. So like, what are our options? So stunicons, yeah. combaticons. Well, uh, I made a list. <laughs> oh, you? Okay. Well, so, and now this was partially off the top of my head and then also ones that had toys in one okay. of those lines. So, like you said, the Combaticons for Bruticus, uh, 
the Terracons for Abominus. We talked about the Constructicons and Devastator, Menasaur for the Stunticons. You could maybe, I don't think Monstructor has a toy yet, but, you know, he's out there. Um, and then on the Autobot side, you have Computron, Superion, Volcanicus, who I guess it would be interesting to see if they tried to do the Dinobots as combiners here, and then Victorion. And I think that covers all of them. No, you have Protectobots as well. Ah, yes, you are correct. Now, I, they yeah. actually, I think they did get a toy line. Yeah, so in the sh- in the Combiner Wars show, you had Devastator, Menasaur, Computron, and Menasaur and Computron specifically were like fighting each other in the beginning and like fought against Windblade. So like, right? I- I'm pretty sure Menasaur will show up because that's like where that Windblade art actually comes from, like that combat that, that she's right. doing with him. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it like there was no Superion in the show but i don't know if that matters but like because it would obviously make sense from a um right because planes were in wave one so like that would make sense stunicons would obviously make sense combaticons would help like tanks uh for example mm-hmm. um i would assume most of the constructicons would be like trucks um and it would make probably. sense because then the decepticons would get trucks right and I think um, that overlap depending because of some of these teams like adding more autobot planes with the aerial bots would logically make sense because then you could play the same strategy but either side. Yeah, but there's only two more, likely two more Decepticon teams, so one of them has to be out. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, if I had to guess, it would be Constructicons, Stunicons, uh, Aerial Bots, probably Protect the Bots, and like. Whatever, uh, what's her name is Victorian is whatever yeah. they are. I kind of expect Victorian. Um, there is so as part of those three toy lines, they did have. I mean, there was an Elite One combiner. Uh, a bunch of characters that normally aren't combiners were also combiners. So, for example, Ironhide and Wheeljack were combiners. They were another medium. They were in like some of those weird. 90s i mean 2000 cartoons that i didn't watch yes. like the way i mentioned earlier so yeah it so there is an outside chance that some of these other characters could hypothetically become combiner parts i would expect that they're gonna go with the known guys like you don't if you're only doing six not that six is a few because that that's a more than i would have expected but right it, you don't like you don't need to reach so i i don't expect them to but there is the option there yeah, that's why I don't expect to see Volcanicus as the Dinobots. That's why I don't expect to see. I think Copytron is hard because I don't even understand what some of those vehicles are. So, like, <laughs> that's why I was to... saying offline they're just going to be specialists because <laughs> yes. it's the catch-all. <laughs> like uh, one of those this weird. The only one I ever owned was that weird-looking plane thing, and I just because I thought it was cool, but I never had <laughs> all the. The, uh, yeah, yeah. I, d- I don't think I ever had them. I I was never really drawn to them, even when they got their recent release. But oh, uh, chat saying they they're kind of following us up because yeah, they we got some helicopters, we got the Stunticons as cars to get the other side, um, and a couple other things along those lines. Combaticons could hypothetically be trucks like onslaught. Um, yeah. So there definitely are options, sure. and I think that's cool that they would spread it out that way. Yeah, I'm not sure how much the room there is to include other tribal cards. Like, 
I can understand the Combaticons would add blast off so you could finally have a spaceship card because there's already two spaceships. Yeah. And you could have a I think um like the Protectobots had a motorcycle, you could add a motorcycle card because again, we already have them, but like we don't have a helicopter card right now, so that would be like I mean, and that and that's fine. There's obviously no motorcycle cards or spaceship cards now, so they could clearly have alt modes that don't have battle cards related to them. But I think it'd be easier if they just fleshed out some of the teams by by including yeah. them. I don't know if that's necessarily going to discourage them from making that team, but I and no. I think that's what yeah. you're saying is that yeah, we might yeah. have Vortex show up, but then okay, he's a helicopter, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything right now. Right, or blades show up or something like that. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So, Man, we, we have our nerds. six... Oh, what was that? We are nerds. <laughs> <laughs> nerds! <laughs> uh, so, aside from the, the combiner teams, we're also getting a brand new pip, the green pip. Now, at this point in time, again, like I said at the beginning, we don't know what it is. There's supposed to be an interview going up. I saw it across the various Facebook groups with the WTF and TFW crew. Uh, with Drew explaining, or part of the interview is supposed to be explaining what this pip means. So, do you have any theories as to what this thing could be, Scott? Yeah, and we'll come back to combiners uh, afterwards. Oh, I, of course. Um, I mean, <laughs> they're a big part yeah. of this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I think so. It doesn't have the the main thing to understand about it, any new color in, in this situation is. I don't think they would change the combos to say like, um, you know, this counts as an orange or this counts as a blue. Like, I, th- I think the way the combat, excuse me, rules work is an orange gives you plus one attack and a and a blue gives you plus one defense on defense, right? You know, and all that, and a white, you know, is a critical and all that. So, uh, I don't think it would count as those. So that's one thing to keep in mind. So, like, by definition. Because unless a card allows you to to flip a card outside of combat, it has to have like it has to have a powerful effect because it's not going to actually affect the stats of combat. So that's yeah, one it's thing essentially a null pip if you make that assumption. Right. So it has to have an effect on like a powerful effect, and I think people aren't going to realize that right away. It's going to be like, oh, it just does whatever. But you have to remember that it also doesn't do defense and doesn't do attack so like it has to have so one of two things either has to happen it needs to be prevalent in cards in multiples so like you know green orange green blue green white like whatever like it has to be yeah prevalent in that way because it doesn't have the other pip will then have the combat effect and it's an addition to that that's one way of getting around it the other thing is like it just has to have a decent effect because you're not getting the base effect out of it. For so of do you feel that it's, I mean, obviously it's not impossible and I don't want to paint you into a corner that you're saying there's no way this is going to happen, but do you feel it's unlikely that it would be green pips are, and I'm just making this up off the top of my head, plus one attack, but they are negative one defense when you flip it while defending or something like that. I you, doubt that. I highly doubt that. I think I, it'll have the same effect regardless. Right. And, and I agree with you. It's just, you know, that's one of the hypothetical options. I know, among others, uh, I've seen people suggest, oh, well, it allows you to transform or something like that. Uh, you had mentioned, I, th- I think, offline that, you know, there's the potential that it could be healing or any. What do you, what would you, if you were a betting man, what would you bet on for this? 
I would bet on healing because basically it wouldn't do anything right away, like for the first character you attack with. So it's actually a deterrent for the first attack of the game because you wouldn't be damaged outside mm -hmm. of certain, you know, potential ways that it could happen in other ways. But right now, it's going to be it'd be really hard to to do that. Um, so it would be a powerful enough effect to to mitigate the fact that it doesn't add any combat icons, right? Um, if it healed. Um, the other options are it could fit with some of the keywords that are in in the set, like the um, like the snarl ability or the uh, brave and plan. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's not going to obviously allow you to d defend like brave, but it could do the um, put a card on top thing. So like if you flipped it on attack, you would put a blue on top, for example, like right. on defense. That would work. I just don't see that happening because it's a little bit too complicated to be doing in the middle of combat so like i, I think it's probably just going to heal like it, it seems that these things have mathematical effects on the the board state so that's right. what i assume it's going to do it does make sense and the general pathos of the game is kind of you know keep it simple to a certain extent right. so right. It, i'm sure we will get those sort of cards eventually uh and it's it's weird saying this because we also said, well, we'll get it combiners eventually, and right. here they are. So at the same time, who knows? Um, oh, I do see a couple people in chat thrown out. Pierce, put a card in your hand. Uh, use the card effect, which would be interesting. Um, transform, and then being a negative one attacker defense every time it's flipped. Which in that case, it would have to be a super powerful effect. But... I, I can tell you that as of this recording, I do not specifically know what the effect is, but I know it's not some of those because I've seen other cards that have this pip on them. So that's Ooh. all I can say. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm also, because I have a uh, Torox or who used to be tantrum uh, up on screen at the moment. And he actually indicates that enemy characters can't be repaired. So I'm inclined to believe that there is going to be a semi-healing sub-theme for the set, simply because there just aren't many cards that that repair full stop in the game right now. There's probably like yeah, that's, four of them. That was my biggest reason, too. Yeah. So it, it feels like if you're going to put in a hate card like this, so for people not familiar with the game, it's something that specifically tries to dismantle a certain strategy or other card. If you're going to put something, if you're going to print something like this, why? If there's literally, you know, and barely anybody's even playing those cards. So it, it seems silly otherwise. Yeah. Um, of note, one is, so we're, we do have the two keywords to talk about, and we can probably start with Tantrum in a moment. But uh, so if we go with the idea that there are 30 or 31 combiner parts, so the, the actual combiner guys, that only leaves 15 or 16 other characters. We know two of them are Windblade because we got one today and it's a different artwork than what they previewed before Christmas, I think. Right. So that's leaving, you know, 13 or 14 other guys. Are you? Do you think we're going to get a lot of updated character cards or do you think we're going to get a lot of, like, brand new stuff? Combination of both, I assume. Okay. I assume there'll be some cards to help out some of the tribes that already exist, and then some cards that are just be like completely new. But with such a theme being dedicated to combiners, I, I just 
it, it would seem that like like the, I mean the combiners themselves can obviously flesh out some of the some of the, oh yeah uh, tribes I mean, we, as well. Yeah, we but, were just talking about that. But I think that they'll probably be. I mean, the one thing we do know, for example, is that all the combiners have to be extremely low star cost, anywhere from five max, pretty much. Like other than like. Well, I, I guess they could have characters that were higher as long as there were characters that were also lower. So, yeah, I would imagine that like I would imagine most of them are low cost. Like, obviously, a high majority of them would be low. Like, you could have like some of the leaders each time be higher. Like, I'm surprised they didn't do that, for example. But they obviously they wanted to keep the Predacons all at five stars. But that's right. probably not that may not happen on some of the other ones because like the Predacons were like these bigger characters, whereas like you know. The other guys were kind of smaller in ways, so it wouldn't surprise me if you had like the body head part of the combiner be like, let's just say, I don't know, I'd have to do the math like real quick, like so, like nine and something. then four fours yeah. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, 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 that's possible. That's I get quick math. So, it, well, I, I saw someone else say it. That's the only reason I know yeah. it. So yeah. hopefully, <laughs> I didn't double check that real quick. Never do math live. Um, yeah. But so, unless, it, so unless that happened, I would imagine that like your higher star characters from if you think about this from like a a sealed deck perspective like, mm -hmm. as opposed to just like being able to make whatever you want they're gonna have to have higher star characters to fill out teams so i feel like most of those are probably going to be in that quote non-combiner category and we already see windblade is what a 12 so like yeah exactly it wouldn't surprise me yeah i'm i'm curious to see if they do go five by five across the board you know, or whatever's appropriate, or they do have the spikes and the, the valleys for the star cost because it does allow you a little bit, it's a little more interesting than doing just five by five all the time. It lets you play around with the stats a little bit more. It's more thematic, I think, for some of the characters, like you were saying. So like Motormaster would make sense as, because he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Optimus in G1, at least for his debut episode, I think. Uh, whereas the other Stunticons could be just goons on the side. Uh, and it would right. it would fit kind of thing. Uh, then it would also allow you, when you break them out of those other teams, of the combiner teams, to, to make more interesting combinations to fill in like a two-star gap. And when we start talking about specifically the combined mode, I don't know at this stage if that's actually going to be that much of a handicap because of the way combiners work. Yeah, and I also believe Drew mentioned in our interview, if not in others, that like they were quote like really messing with some of the star costs starting as soon as wave two. So that's yeah. why I wouldn't be surprised. And also like with if everybody was five stars outside of playing him as a combiner team, like you're always going to be compared to existing characters. Yeah, if, it's, if is this you, better than Flame War? That that's right. like every time. <laughs> right. So like it becomes like. But obviously, if you're like, is this better than Slammer and Scamper and, you know, them? Like, there's a true argument to be made. Okay. So um, that's why I feel like they're, it's probably going to lean heavy. And, and we know it has to happen if they're doing the Constructicons, obviously. So yeah, um, that's why I think it's going to happen, like, multiple times. I just, the Predacons happen to be, I guess they're, like, they were supposed to stand toe-to-toe -to -toe with the Dinobots, like, one-on-one. -on -one as it is so like they're they're more fleshed out on their own some of these random right you know 
gestalt guys. So. And I think at the end of the day, we all have to accept that, look, there's a concession to be made that you, in order to do the combiner, the gestalt idea, they have to all be able to be on the same team. And there's going to be some sacrifices made. Like, to your point there, if they're supposed to stand toe-to-toe with, say, Grimlock, obviously that's not happening with the way the cards are right now. But <laughs> you just have to you know, take a step back for a moment for anybody out there that may be upset that their favorite combiner team isn't quite over the top. Yeah, and I know like certain... I, I've heard like Swindle has had like more play in certain comic books and like things like that. Yeah. But in general, when you go all the way back to like the cartoons and stuff, some of these guys just didn't see a lot of play as like, you know, solo artists. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so bef- last thing, I guess, before we get into the specific characters and this will kind of segue into it, the two new keywords. So we have two, one is plan with plan X. So it's basically snarls ability. I find it yeah, interesting. Snarl. I'm not going to call it anything other than snarl. <laughs> than snarl. Yeah. So you, <laughs> when you plan, for Plan X, you may put that many cards from on your hand on top of your deck. Now, the only one we've seen is Plan 1. I'm curious if we're ever going to see, like, Plan 5 or something, but <laughs> we'll we'll get there. And the other one is Brave. So Brave is a taunt effect. Enemies must attack that character, the character with Brave, if able. So if you have, as we're, we understand it right now, if you have another character that's tapped... And Headstrong is untapped, and he has Brave. They still have to attack the tapped guy. Yeah, I, there could be weird situations where you untap Bumblebee or something like that. Like, yes. you flip Bumblebee, and then he would have to attack him. But, right. like, and it hurt that. But, like, um, or the or Razorclaw, I guess, is the same way now. Yes. Um, but in general, yeah, that's how I would feel. So, if we look at, I guess we'll start with Plan first, or Snarl ability first. Sure. Um, so uh, it, it's going to be, it's, it's a good ability, obviously, but I feel like, I, I guess this kid, the character that had it draw a card first. So I feel like, so it's basically like a, an incoming transmission of type effect when you yeah. add it together. I feel like that's, what's going to be needed to make, um, this work. Otherwise you're like at a negative card advantage, basically like, but of course, um, it, it, how does it actually read? What does it, what does it so, actually say? Well, the reminder text is you may put one card from your hand on top of your deck, and it's plan one. So now I'm making the assumption that it's plan X, uh, as opposed to it always being plan one. So on Torok, it says, like, when you flip to this mode, you do it. So it's possible then there could be when this character defends, do it. When this character... Right attacks do it then you're just snarl obviously but like you know you could do it that way so that being the case it's it's a more universal ability you know Mm -hmm. keyword to just stick on cards that want to do all those types of things and so that being said um it depends it will depend on the like the conditions for when you actually would want to use the ability um obviously like you know because i mean the double pip cards are the obvious ones and you generally don't want to play the the two upgrades that exist right now um yeah. in their appropriate you know play them as cards modes um so it's just going to depend on that from there right. so i i do think you know, i do think it's just a it, to me it's basically just an easy way to it, it's a good keyword 
Especially if you can, especially if it can be used on defense. Well, and that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm looking forward to the inevitable card that has this because right now it's kind of like aerial recon is and hound are your only options to really interact when you're being attacked. Whereas plan allows you to, you know, actually do something about it. Those double pips, double blue pips that are stand straight. Double blue pips that are stranded in your hand. Wow, that was that was harder to get out than I thought it was. Um, <laughs> you can get them back in more easily and may, especially make them more relevant immediately. Uh, yes. So it's definitely exciting in this instance. Now, just to com- to remind everybody out there, the draw card on Torox. I'm gonna, I'm gonna end up calling him Tantrum all the time, but Torox. Mm-hmm. It's when you flip to this mode, draw a card, then plan one. So this specific card. Uh, has you draw a card. Plan doesn't inherently have that effect. So, like Scott was saying, it's it's Snarl. Whenever you activate it, that is. Snarl's just on attack, though, so like hopefully right. it'll be able to be used on defense. And exactly. Good to go. So the yeah. other one is, and let me switch over to Headstrong, is Brave, and that's the, the, the taunt effect where you must get in there. And I really like this, actually. I mean, it feels required or something similar for the combiner teams because of the way they work but i actually like this effect outside of combiners a lot oh yeah the game needed an effect like this for sure yeah because there are there are a number of characters where it's just man if they just wouldn't die on turn one to optimus getting in there (laughs) i'd feel great uh yeah i mean any deck that's like focused on a character that that has some unique ability, like if you think of like Shockwave and like um, even like to an extent like Cosmos and like some of these other characters that you have to build the decks around mm-hmm. um, at high star cost. Like if you were able to put the put specifically the character that we see that has it now is also is 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 a good enough quote like blocker. Um, yeah, the three but- defense matters. Yeah, so like but it, but if if this if this ability which I assume it will exist on larger um characters like I think it's just going to become more and more powerful especially the high defense anyway. But I but I really believe that like there is the way the game currently exists there's a a lot of the strategy comes into the order that you attack with your characters to basically simulate this effect like I have to attack with this guy first because i want them to get attacked instead of this other guy like right if that's no longer an issue like you can just attack it like you can attack in different orders it's going to add a lot more strategy to the game absolutely yeah it it definitely the keyword in general and maybe headstrong specifically because obviously we don't know what other characters have it yet definitely opens up a lot of avenues and it's it's something that i think people are gonna see and go oh i get it like you'd said protect shockwave or protect other big character but because he's only five stars he can slot into a lot of things pretty easily and depending on what other characters we see this on you can really screw with your opponent's math and combat math just by because you're now dictating what they get to do in an additional angle than you would typically yeah so uh I guess while we're at it, if you didn't have any other thoughts on the keywords, we might as well go over the actual Predacons themselves so we can dive into the big man. Um, well, I, I want to... I, I guess, do you want to talk about the characters themselves first or the the mechanic and how... Well, yeah, we can... We see, we see it working. 
We could go into the mechanic first. There was a question in chat asking if we, how do we think it works if something else is tapped? I, if something else is already tapped and this guy's untapped, I'm assuming, and we don't know yet, that you will not be able, you have to attack the tap guy. But if you have headstrong and something else tapped, you probably have to attack headstrong because he's a legal target. Yeah, you can't even attack an untapped target. Like, that's a rule of the game. So, right. like, I, the keyword won't supersede. It, it, would, it wouldn't say if able, if that was the case. It would exactly. only say you have to attack this character at all times or something yeah. like that. So it wouldn't say if able. Right. Yeah, so uh, on to the actual combiner mechanic itself. So let me switch this over. We're going to drop out the Predacons, and we're going to bring up the Predacon Enigma. So there is an Enigma for each combiner team. They Oh, that's why it's called Enigma, because of the Enigma combination. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Okay. No, it's not that a Riddler is, reference. That's cool, then. All right, well, yeah. um, so I don't know if they had specifically said that all of them are going to be green pips, but this one at least is. So it basically, in order to combine, you need to play this, and you have to have five, well, in this case, five Predacons, in bot mode between in play and your KO pile, and then you can drop Predaking into play. Yes. I think it, it this mechanic, in all seriousness, the first thing that went through my head after I read it was, well, of course that's how it works, kind of thing. <laughs> um, it, it's like almost like they do this for a job and they know what they're doing. Because um, there, we, as we have been talking about combiners online, offline, whatever, and with other people, it's always. Well, obviously, if you lose a combiner piece, that would suck that your whole deck is dead. So the obvious solution is, okay, well, they're dead. You can still combine. And that does happen in some of the media, so it's not a out-of-the-realm-of-possibility kind of thing. Sort of. Um, now, the Predacon-specific Enigma says they all have to be in bot mode. That may change. Right. It would be, well... It probably would be too powerful if they just had to be well no you still have to wait till turn two i guess but it's possible that this is just a predacon thing like it, they may not always have to be in in bot mode right but you're but right that would potentially cause a problem where it's like oh well i'll drop a 37 health guy with seven attack on turn one good luck <laughs> which might be which might be fine i mean you know they you do it now with with devastator because i mean some of the some of the the rules is about like the equipment transferring over um, and all that kind of stuff and the damage transferring over mm -hmm. um, is also an issue. Yes. But in this situation, it's heavily dependent on the character dies in. Yeah. So um, as it stands now, um, I guess outside of, as usual, like crazy brainstorm situations, um, it's going to take you five turns to transform, you know, to flip your guys in all into bot mode and then play this card. So I just, I have to assume there's there's going to be more flip effects coming out as battle cards as well in order to... There has to be, or you'd never reasonably be... Even, and we're not talking even just, you know, against Insecticons or Primed. I can't imagine against any deck, given the size of the characters, they're just, they're five-star guys. They don't have that much health. They're They're going to croak. Yeah, and I also assume that there will be some kind of mechanic that allows you to flip guys in the KO pile as well. Yeah. So, um, assuming all that exists, it'll 
it'll I, I won't say it'll alleviate the difficulty of getting this off but like it will help oh yeah um it's it's kind of i don't want to say it's necessary but it feels like it at this stage without knowing more about the set right but i mean the fact that they and the fact that they get it out of the ko pile and the fact that the combiner comes into play untapped yeah. um is is where i feel like the ability is really powerful because essentially i mean you have to have guy for this to happen anyway or else it wouldn't even be your turn so like let's but essentially like if your weakest guy is left he suddenly becomes your most powerful guy um, right so be- because the combiner comes into play untapped uh obviously anyone i i don't i assume this is i think it's stated through the i still function like sludge type rulings that like if you're in the ko pile you have equal to your health yes so Predaking would come into play, or any combiner would come into play with damage at minimum equal to the health of the guy or KO'd, plus or any that are in play mm-hmm. to start with. Um, so there's that issue as well. Um, he's not just going to come in like game start over and here's 37 health or whatever. But yeah, um, that, that would be ridiculous. Yeah, but it but it gives you. It's like you're never out of the game. There's die, which is the part I really like. Yes. Um, the most difficult part, like I said, is going to be allowing this this mode that you die in to not be a hindrance, especially like going second. Yeah. I'm curious if we're going to get, as you said, flip all characters, literally all of them in play or in KO pile sort of effect or transform anything anywhere sort of effect. Or are we going to get another, I still function sort of card, but maybe only for five stars and less or something like that. Um, Right. Cause they, Otherwise, yeah, you could potentially, even with uh, the existing combiners or combiner parts that we know, just you'll never be able to combine starting turn one because, oh, well, your opponent ran in with Optimus, flipped over a one-shell stand or flipped over a leap into battle. Oh, look, your guy's dead in alt mode. Good luck. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's the fear I have. Right. Um, So assuming there's ways around that, I think it's... I think it's fine, and, and they have to know that. Like they can't. Oh just, yeah, they, yeah. I said it before, but these these guys do this for a living. I I have some faith at this stage. <laughs> yeah. um, they've they've earned my trust at this point, and I'm I'm willing to give them. the If benefit it starts to get louder, you lose me. I gotta take Bernie and then lamb. Oh, that's totally fair. <laughs> yeah, hey, it's our special guests. They're back, everyone. <laughs> yep, they're back. Mine, mine, Harley who's being a good girl right now, was uh, upset about something outside, but she's she's apparently chased it away, whatever it was. Um, So yeah, I really like how this mechanic works. Like I said, it it kind of makes sense. Um, I guess the 800-pound elephant in the room is how, what's your opinion on the folding of the cards? Because we do have to bring that up. Um, I don't think that any serious player will um, I think that any serious player will have multiple copies of these characters. Mm-hmm. Um, now, again, and I'll just say that regardless of com- regardless of the the rarity of the cards, I think any serious player would have multiples of them. So, right. like, even if there are, because I think you said that you said offline on Twitter, they said that there is different rarities that are not all going to be common or whatever. Yeah, the official account was responding to Vangelis, who was. Uh, one of the hosts of that podcast I was mentioning earlier, he had said, oh, well, you know, if you have 
if they're uncommons, you'll based on what we've seen with Wave One, you can probably pick them up pretty easily. And then uh, I think it was a Saturday Night Live gift, but the official account replied with a dude in a devil suit giggling and saying, "Oh yeah, they'll they'll all be uncommon or something to that effect." Yeah, so oh, I guess that's the. Oh God, I think I lost him to the Wi-Fi barrier. Oh. Oh no, I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I, I think that's I think that's part of it. So. Again, I feel like any serious player this won't be an issue for because they'll just make sure they have multiple copies of the characters. Mm -hmm. And there are workarounds for it. Yeah, I mean, like somebody will make like a Metroplex size card for it. Like maybe they'll give them at it. Well, I don't think they themselves will give them out as promos to like kill yeah. their own. Well, I think the the low tech option is this. If anybody can see it on stream, you know those inserts that came with the packs. Just cover the card. You know, like the half. Or, I, I mean, I'm going to own probably a lot of them because I'll do what I did last time, buy a bunch of boxes, and I'm going to do the sacrilegious thing and maybe cut the cards. Have them <laughs> separate sleeves. Well, I mean, because the, the way they showed the video, so the character cards themselves are smaller. Yeah, that's why I was saying that. You could hypothetically actually, if and if they wear out, then, you know, if it actually splits naturally, we'll call it. You could just, they look like battle card size. You can plop them in regular sleeves or regular top loaders and off you go. I think that's actually my least favorite part of it is that they're so much smaller than a regular character. I actually like the size of the character cards, like, yeah. To like put counters on them or to like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, like, I actually prefer them being larger <clears throat> size. And like, now I have to have two sets of yeah. hard plastics with me, you know? It, it unfortunate, or you're going to sit there playing with pulling it in and out on the, the top loaders all game. Right. So, like, again, I'll have multiple copies of the characters. Like, this won't be an, an issue for me. And I think for the game itself, I think it's good to be, to have a secondary market for commons and uncommons if they exist, or even rares if they exist. I think it just, right. I think anything that, I think it helps the game, like, you know, forcing you to have more than one character, because I think some, I think part of, the issue with wave one was like once you had a full set of characters you didn't need them anymore i've actually and, heard um, people say that at events of i don't actually ever need any more product now they were talking about right. that set but uh, the point stands and i see where you're getting at and to play devil's advocate a bit i definitely do understand the argument from people of why are my cards breaking from normal things i mean yes it would wear out eventually any card if you beat the snot out of it but Let's face it, I, I, it's a piece of paper, essentially, and you're folding it a lot. Like it, It's going to wear out. Yeah, and I can tell you that, uh, to age myself, I mean, Richard Garfield used to say that his intention was that magic cards would wear out over time also. So, yeah. It goes with the original philosophy in a way, but I, obviously we're way past that point. Oh, yeah. It's not how most people will do things. But of course. I, I mean, I get, I, I get the complaints if... Um, if there's rares and super rares, especially, but oh, I doubt God. that's the case. I sincerely um, hope that doesn't happen because yeah, I, I, I doubt that's the case. But if there was, I, I understand. The, I kind of understand those complaints. Yeah. But like at the same time, like I still think you're going to own more than one copy of, of them anyway. I just I think after the know. first few weeks, yeah, it'll mostly be a non-issue. But I guess we'll have to wait and see. This is my first foray into this sort of thing. I know it's existed in other games. Um, so this will be my first time encountering it. So maybe I'm totally off base. I don't know. 
I just see that people spend money like I mean I spent money on like cool damage counters when I could have just used the little paper ones that came with the starter set but yeah. I spent money on doing that so like I'll spend money getting a second rare silver bolt or something like that if I have to like to make it so it's not yeah. as difficult so it's like, a few less really K cups a week and uh, a little yeah. more make coffee at home and then you can get an extra <laughs> copy <laughs> um, I, I think I'd, I'd rather do that anyway even if that like even if even if it was like industrial size like strength and like it wasn't even going to break over time. Like, I still think I would do it just for the ease of like, Oh, in yeah. the middle of a game, like in the middle of a game, I'd pull it out of its sleeve. I have to do this. Like, it just takes a lot of time. If I could just like have my stack of my other five, like fully sized cards next to me and then just make the combiner right there. And then it's, just Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, so. One to go back to the rather than all the logistical concerns, I felt we had to bring it up just because it is yeah, something that's coming up a lot. Uh, yeah, one of the things that I had mentioned earlier that uh, kind of ties into the combiner mechanic because you had brought up that basically when the combiner comes in, you get all the damage, all the damage yep. in play and out of play. I actually am very curious whether we're going to see, say, a two-star combiner character or even a one-star where it's like they have three health, they have two health, slammer levels, because, yes, that is, obviously they're going to die very easily, but that's not inherently a liability because if that guy has Brave, gets KO'd first, now when you combine, you're not putting as much damage on your guy. And if they were going to die in one hit anyway it's actually better for you if they have lower health because then they're coming back with less damage. Whether that yeah, it's, that's matters true. is... I don't know if that's going to... It remains to be seen. Yeah, that's true, especially the fact that he only has five health, as we see right now. So that's that's the, that's a definite factor that I hadn't really thought about that, that definitely makes sense. I don't know. I have to go through it and figure out who the... It's an interesting like dynamic that you know, you attack in certain orders in order to get your lower hit point guys killed first because eventually mm -hmm. it's going to help the combiner when they come. Right. And maybe, so. maybe depending on, I mean, without seeing more of the set, we have no idea how this is going to play out, but I'd be very curious because when we first, first game, the game was first announced and released and we started hearing about it, I was thinking, oh, well, you could hoard cards in your hand and then you could essentially rig your battle deck because you'll know exactly what's in there and Obviously, that doesn't come up a whole lot. <laughs> right. So we'll we'll have to see if it matters or whether it's just, okay, well, I'm going to hammer through my deck and find the Enigma, find all my transform effects, and get Predaking on the board ASAP. Um, so speaking of him, was there anything else you wanted to bring up about the Enigma or the general concept before we talk about the parts? No, I, I'm afraid. I guess I'm kind of just afraid that the Enigma card itself may not do enough outside of its intended ability. Like, mm. I wish, I wish it did something. Like, because its other thing is like if you have Predaking and play draw a card, or be at your. I mean that that. Well, part it's draw a card and play a card. So let me switch right. this back. So you well you play an upgrade, which considering he specifically gets five weapon slots, obviously it's going to be a weapon. Yeah, I mean that's a powerful ability if he's in play. My problem is like I wish it did more. If predicate, it, like I wish there was an ability to do anything. If like you weren't trying to either get into to predicate mode or you predicate, right? 
I'm so I I, I wonder oh, if the other ones will do that. I just wonder if the other cards will do that. Well, I'm curious if we're going to get uh, character specific weapons. So you had Fusion Cannon, you had Optimus Prime's Ion Blaster. Predaking always has that big sword. So if there is a broadsword of Predaking or something like that that gives him, say, Grimlock's cleave effect, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, because then you could say, oh, well, I have Predaking, I drew the Enigma, let's drop his sword and something else, go to town, sort of thing. Um, I did, We'll have to see if we get those, but I think that something like that would probably justify it. I agree with you otherwise. Yes, it's you get to play two upgrades, but if your whole deck is upgrades, maybe you had trouble going to find this in the first place before you got into Predaking mode. Because most of the card draw effects are are not upgrades. I mean, yeah, you have data pad and data bank, but yeah, I mean, the big thing is, yeah, I, I just right now until I see more cards, like I don't know that like the whole is greater than the sum of the parts type of situation. So. Right, and I can definitely get behind that because, like you said, we just don't know enough at this point. But it is pretty exciting the possibilities at least. So um, yeah. That Oh he, god! I want to see if he yeah, he does count as a Predacon. So any Predacon uh, themed cards. Oh yeah, there's a Predacon yeah. tribal card. Yeah, yeah, which I assume there will be. So. Right. So we already talked a lot about Headstrong and uh, Torox or Tantrum, um, where they get some interesting abilities. They showcase the new keywords. Uh, how do you feel about Dive Bomb, Rampage, and Razor Claw? Um, like as just general characters, like not not as the well, whatever your general thought, wherever you would like to take it. <laughs> so, um, dive bomb. I don't see seeing a lot of play, um, outside of the protocon. I actually think he well, his his flip mode's pretty powerful. Possibly, um, like the immediate thing that comes to mind is shockwave. Yeah, true. And then and then it's just a powerful, like I, I mean. We have such a low hand size. Like you're probably going to get something good if yeah, you get something. I mean, there's going to be like a fifty fifty chance of you, of you of you discarding and a flip effect on a on a five star character. That's pretty powerful. I just think that like zero defense and seven health, he's not going to survive when you get yeah. to that. Well, even two defense and seven health, like he right. could just randomly die. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think I think. Maybe in a shockwave deck, you're right, and then there may see some other play other other way because I think that ability is pretty powerful. Yeah, I I do like it a lot. Um, it w I was gonna say I want I wish it had it was always a discard because like I said, shockwave was the first thing that came to my mind, but I feel like that would be too strong. Um, he is a specialist. I don't know if that'll come into play for anything, but you know maybe if we get more specialist tribal related things. Something like that could shape up. Um, but what about the... Uh, let's take a look at Rampage. So he's the the Pierce, and uh, whenever one of your opponent's guys is KO'd, you can repair your Predacons. Uh, he's fine. Uh, I mean, Pierce 2 on a 2 is where you want to be. Right. Um, again, like... If you're looking at it from a five star cost, he's obviously less powerful than the other two, uh, than the two fembots that exist. Um, 
I mean, his ability is reminiscent of like the kickback alt ability, like the healing ability. Yeah. So, um, I, I don't I see don't, him seeing a lot of play outside the out, outside yeah. of the drivers. I don't know right how now. you're gonna KO anything with Predacons <laughs> if you're not Predaking. I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, Why don't you just play him by himself and just heal? Like that's just. I mean, but I don't see. Well, he can only heal if you KO a guy. That's the thing. But you, you can KO him with any guy you want. It's like a Predacon doesn't have to KO him. You just heal one from your Predacons when right. an enemy's KO. So but I don't know. I mean, given their low health, I mean, yes, you could heal Headstrong, who's the obvious one to be taking damage to the guy with Brave, but I I don't know. I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I can't imagine he's going to show up in very many other places. Um, maybe if you really, 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 really need somebody with Pierce? I don't know. Yeah, I don't see it. Yeah. Um, now, Razorclaw, the leader has an interesting ability because he's doing his best Bumblebee impersonation. So I, I'm i sure that got your eyes to light up. Yeah, he's even better because it's it's because you don't have to flip back to the mode right? that you start in. So like to me, he's very powerful. Like I think he will definitely see play outside of uh, Predacons. I mean, um, hmm. his alt ability is just kind of random, just bold one randomly on a, on a guy. But like hmm. um, his... His uh, his flip the bot mode is really good. Um, yeah, it's because uh, okay. put a weapon on him. You obviously have to put a weapon on him because he doesn't have great stats to start with. But Bumblebee only has four, so I mean, like right. we're not talking about anything that's like setting the world on fire, even with him at double the star cost. So yeah. like, you put a grenade launcher on him, or you put a, another weapon on him. Like I can see where this would is going to be powerful in any in any deck. Right. The Overall, nine effective health concerns me, obviously, but if your opponent has to burn an attack or multiple attacks, because depending on how your deck is set up or you know what they flip on this guy, I think you might be okay with that for you know a five star character. Yeah, that's the whole point. I mean, like you're not in a non. I mean, obviously, this non Predacon deck. Yes, so it's kind of irrelevant otherwise. Um, you're gonna play them anyway. Right. Like I, I just think, I just think in a in a in a weapon focused deck, as long as you draw one, I, I think this can do so. Like this will really mess up um, your opponent's ability to like get out of certain situations. Right. And if he does, if he does survive in second round of of combat, which you're probably okay if he just gets targeted anyway, because ultimately he's just five stars and probably is just either like one of your many dunks or like just the actual dunk of the team anyway. So what does it matter? Um, like he, you would waste attacks on him, but otherwise like if he survives the second full round, like I'm pretty sure you're going to be in an advantage because that's, yeah, you've got to be in a good spot in that stage. Cause that's usually, cause later in the game is when who you can attack becomes like very like, that's where more of the strategy comes in. Like, oh, I have to defend this guy that has less hit points because of other attacks he's taken, and that's yeah. where this can really come Although, Initially, unless you are literally first turn attacking, your opponent's driving that. Right. So, yeah, I, I can definitely agree with you there. He, It's going to be interesting because, obviously, over the last few weeks, we've all been talking about a lot of blue-centric decks. So even in that grenade launcher scenario, it's going to be tough to be able to get him when he's base three attack but if things especially with the introduction of these this new pip type depending on what it does maybe we see that shift and now okay well you don't have to worry about 
puncturing, you know, somebody who has two or three defense and then flipping over five blues. Right. You know, it, it, you're hitting more reasonable levels. So that grenade launcher turning him into a seven attack, okay, he's getting a sizable chunk of damage in there, hypothetically. So I'm definitely excited right, the, to see where he goes. The bigger they are, we'll clear it. We'll- do four to anybody because oh. he's five stars, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, so. yeah. That's going to feel real good when you play that. Yeah, he is I'll also a uh, a leader for what that's worth on a Decepticon at this point. Um, I'm hoping we get to see something like the Anti Matrix or some Unicron related thing, or or pick any of the the MacGuffins in the Transformers universe that would apply to a Decepticon leader. Um, the Crown of Starscream, just because <laughs> I think that would be really funny. Any one of these things, yeah, to yeah. come into play. So I assume um, each, I assume each, I assume each combiner team will have. Will have I'm sure there's some sort. Yeah, because I mean yeah. they have a leader for all of them. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited to see where they are. As we we did focus a lot on the the fact that okay, we'll talk about the the teams where they are not all together because it's kind of obvious if you're playing these five or you want to play Predaking, you have to play all five. Although it is notable on the enigma that it just says five predacons it doesn't specify you know tantrum fueler or dive bomb Hmm. aerial assault so when we get or if we get future predacons you could slot them in and out depending on how you want to construct the build does that mean you could have five razor claws of different types and just have them combine into also i guess technically you could uh if we get yeah. enough subtitle guys <laughs> down yeah. the line um, that's interesting because they do have this so the the pictures up on screen they do have this chart uh where it explain and i don't know if it's just for the sake of it you know explaining oh well dive bomb goes in this area and then headstrong forms the right leg and uh rampage is the left arm and you know those sort of things um I don't know if that matters or not. I've seen nothing that indicates it. So I'm assuming, yes, you could make a whole team of Rampage if you really wanted to. If, you know, you had all those cards. It, it might be that you actually have to use the back, though. I don't know how that'll work, but who knows? Yeah, that's a We're good waiting. question. Because they do, based on the image that they showed, it, you know, there's card text there. Yeah. So, who knows? So, um... Moving on from there, are you ready to dive into the actual big man himself? Yeah, the only thing I'll say, I guess, is that Headstrong, to me, is the other one that we should see play outside of... Uh, I expect of, to see like, a lot of well. Headstrong, to be perfectly honest. I'm definitely going to try him out myself, because the ability seems too powerful to not to ignore. Haha, yeah, you can't blue blue ignore blue him, get it? Get it, you can't ignore him. <laughs> right. <laughs> Anyway, um, and then it potentially, I I want to say Tantrum Torox will show up because of his can't-be-repaired thing, but yeah. if you don't have a way to protect him, he's 9 health, 0 defense in alt mode. Like, he's gonna die. <laughs> and probably pretty quick, even before a, a team based around healing would even care. Yeah, again, I mean, he's a cheap way to draw a like because his first flip will automatically draw your card even if you don't want to put the card on top so right and he and, and that ability will help a different attacker which is where i think it's really good so like if you're a heavy orange deck and you just like oh like i have this uh you know improvised shield just sh- sitting in my hand and like 
he will help any of those. So right. should be good. Okay. Uh, so with that, let's bring up the big man himself. So we're going to swap that. So my overlay looks a little screwy because the, the card's just too big to not end up covering some things. I was playing around with it before the stream, and there's just no real good way to do it. Um, so Predaking Ferocious Hunter is humongous, uh, but it is a little deceiving because he's. I can't imagine he's coming in with much more than 20 health on him when he hits play. Yeah, that makes sense. Just because, it, like you had said earlier, barring rapid conversions and things like that, or if we get a rollout that goes the other way or something like that, it's you're unfortunately going to end up with a bunch of guys that are around nine health and they're going to be dead. So that's at least eight. If you assume two have died, that's 18 right there. So you're, you're big, but you're not quite as big as you might hope for. Do you think that his stats at seven base attack and the fact that he has like every weapon that's relevant in the game attached to him is going to be enough Uh, I mean, without knowing battle cards, the key off combiners and things like that, it's it's hard to say. Like, or if there's a weapon, like you said, that allows them to attack more than one character, or and things like that. I mean, all these cards will help, of course. Um, so it would suffer the same fate of any big dumb character that right like, doesn't have reach. Like, so. It, it would require that. The unfortunate, anyway. I guess the concern I have looking at it is, okay, you have seven attack. You're going to have some weapons, at least some amount. Uh, you're going to immediately start crushing people, probably one-shotting everything in your path for the most part. But you probably have everything in your path <laughs> for the most part because I... I'm inclined to believe you're not really going to get much done with the Predacons as far as actually KOing something prior to this. Um, and that's where I'd be a little worried. Of course, it's going to matter what weapons show up because maybe there are weapons that, you know, it's armed hovercraft, but for melee guys. So it'll actually work on him. Uh, that helps right. you, you know, chip down your opponent. Uh, other than that, I, I'm definitely going to be playing him, but I'm a, a little concerned. I'm I'm anxiously excited. It's kind of the same feeling I had with Metroplex, where it's like I can see the potential, but until I actually play it, I don't even know how to evaluate this right now. Well, there's just not enough cards. Like, I mean, if there's cards, I assume there's going to be battle cards that key off of combiners. It'll be a totally different story. And I like the key is the key is essentially turning your worst attacker into your into your best like on that fifth turn or something like that and can you get it all quickly mm -hmm. and to me he to me like as it stands right now he compares closest to like the megatron living weapon like it's just yeah a guy that should attack and ko something every single time he attacks hopefully that happens it may not happen um but like that's where you're at like it, it's a it's a big dumb attacker as it stands right now. You know, um, it's kind of ironic that we have a guy in chat with the username size matters saying we need a larger play mat for Predaking. I feel like that's very, very fitting. 
Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to chat. <laughs> so it, it just depends on if there's other are gonna um for lack of a better term, combine with him. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um assuming that's the case, I, I mean we just don't we just don't know enough. Um but I hope that they just don't wind up being just like big dumb attackers because they really don't give you any more survivability. I mean obviously they yeah. give like Mr. Uh, Torox more survivability and they you know uh you know all these low defense guys more survivability which I guess is technically all the butt heads strong at the way as I sift through them right now. Right. So it gives a little more survivability with the extra um starting defense but because all the damage transfers over yeah um I mean I'm, I hope there's some card massively heals combiners because again like any battle card that causes you to like do x to a combiner like mm. it requires effort so they have to be powerful well the that actually brings up a, a good point is that if so two things one it actually doesn't have as far as i can tell anything that says it is a combiner i mean it's combiner mode so i guess if they have cards that specifically reference combiner mode to you know well, heal ten Wind, from us. What was that? Windblade. Windblade already referenced. That. Right, but I to it, I didn't phrase that properly. I meant because we haven't seen anything that's to your point like heal a combined character for ten sort of thing. Right. Right. Um, so I we may need that. I'm not sure. We'll have to to play it out. And then in trying to explain that, I totally forgot what the second thing I was going to say was. So, (laughs) (laughs) whoops. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because like I said, it it currently feels like I did going into Metroplex where I'm so excited to try this. Oh, that's what the second thing was in trying it. My first iteration is probably going to be something similar to the primes shell where it's focusing on defense so that you can lean heavier on headstrong, your guys might actually survive more than one hit, and then it hopefully will buy you extra turns. Then from there, if there are enough blue weapons, well, who cares? Now he's, you know, 7 to 12 attack, depending on, you know, however many weapons you load him up with. And then, like you said, he's just going to town on everybody. But he's one guy. Like, that's the problem. But if your opponent... so. And this is all hypothetical. Obviously, we right we could probably throw stuff back and forth very easily. But <laughs> if it comes down to, say, you have if there's five guys, I don't know. If you had three on each, that would put him so fifteen damage. Put him at twenty two, and he's probably only taking a few damage a turn. Well, he has no. Once he combines, he doesn't have a armor slot anymore. Yeah, you're allowed to put one armor and one utility. Oh, so he has so he has seven total slots. Yes. Okay. Because yes. I was going to say, that, well, if he can't play armor, then he's just going to get tagged. For no, a lot, like, but he specifically is worded this. Way, don't have all these pages and pages of stupid Megatron rulings. So, like, yes, <laughs> it, it just makes it easier, right? Yeah, I I agree that if it's only one guy, it it's really going to be contingent on what weapons or other things he can do to speed up his clock. Because uh, otherwise, it's just going to take... You You will one-shot people, but it's still going to take you X number of turns, X being however many characters they have. 
Yeah, I mean, I guess like putting a body armor on him in a blue deck is still going to be great. I mean, especially yeah. if they had with more than <laughs> yeah. one attack and things like that. But I mean, the key is, I just think there have to be battle cards that, that key off of him. And I'm sure there will be. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, sure. I'm curious to see how many, because obviously, although the set is combiner-focused, they're naturally not going to just do, well, it's, you better love combiners, because otherwise you won't like this. I'm sure there are going to be other things in the set. Um, and I'm very curious to see what the breakdown's going to be of exactly how much combiner support they felt was appropriate. Because as we saw with Metroplex, it's actually shaping up to be pretty decent, and that's just, you know, it was a self-contained thing. It didn't require a dedicated set or, like, this size set for it. So we'll we'll have to see how many cards they feel were appropriate for it. Yeah, I just think that the, the situation there was I need cards that give me bold. The situation here is I need cards that don't make me into just a big, giant guy that we already know those decks aren't as good because you don't have as many attacks. So, like, if they solve that problem in the set, I'll, it'll be fine. Right. Well, they. I'm sure that Metroplex got height advantage and had his right. redonkulous ability. So I'm sure... I mean, getting five weapons is cool, but is it... I doubt they were just going for the splash effect, I guess. You know, right. make it flashy. Mm -hmm. it, there has to be something else. Yeah, if, sure. So we'll have to see how it shakes out, but I'm super excited about it. And I I am a little upset that I don't own the recent Predaking remake as I was going to bring them on stream. I have like every other combiner, but of course this is the one that they talk about. So we'll uh, hopefully if they... I'm really excited for Bruticus if he shows up. I, I really hope Bruticus is in there. But anyway, not to digress. Um, any other thoughts on Predaking before we move into Windblade? Nope. All right, cool. Uh, just taking a quick look at chat. Uh, yeah, the, the Sword of Predaking thing we did talk about before. I'm hoping they also have some of the, the combiner-specific stuff. Uh, and then 46 characters, plenty of room for other non-combiners. Yes and no. We did talk about that a little bit earlier. One of the problems is, is if you assume five-character teams, there are six teams. That's 30 characters. So, yes, there's still room, but not as much room as you'd think. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Windblade. I was originally going to start with her because uh, she, but you were right. She is the kind of counter character, at least this iteration of Windblade, given that she literally has the title Combiner Hunter. Uh, right. I'm actually pretty excited about her, but not really for her bot mode ability. <laughs> um, what about you? It's her alt. Yeah, it's her alt mode ability. That's awesome. Oh yeah. So the aside from the literal text. I'm getting excited about the implications because I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of things like roll out in the matrix where we're getting either, you know, green, white or green, blue or more orange, blue or whatever combination. And it's not unlike Optimus. And we've all seen how good he is. Mm, it's a little bit different than that, but yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's allowing you to do some additional things. Potentially. Yeah, the key is going to be cards like Incoming Transmission or... I mean, that's the that's the best example. Or uh, whatever the Snarl ability is. Uh, plan. Right. Yeah. I also so, like her... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, I assume there's going to be battle cards that just like allow you to plan or something like that. So it'll yep. be like, you know, 
all that. So, yeah. So th- the one thing that, well, maybe not the one thing, but one of the things that I'm excited about her is because I really want planes to work, and uh, she's a specialist plane, and she's also a plane that doesn't have a stat line that it makes me sad inside. Um, <laughs> so I'm pretty excited to try her out in a number of different things just for okay, now I have a 12-cost plane, so I could do something like her Thundercracker because she's a specialist, so now I get six Brainstorm effects because of multi-mission gear, and the 5-cost could potentially be an aerial bot if we get that combiner. Or yeah, that's fair. Flame War, you know, because Flame War is also pretty good, depending on, you know, whether you go blue-orange or, or whatever. Um, and is a specialist, yeah. Exactly. So there, there's a few different things that I think she can fit into as just a general character. It doesn't have to be, oh, everybody's playing combiners. Let me slam Windblade and, and kill them. Yeah, it's, it's the what's cool about her is that, like she specifically counters that the problem I said that the combiners had, where all your opponent's characters get to attack at once. Like she allows that to happen and like would give them all Pierce four. So like. Which is pretty powerful, like in the end, yeah. When you're attacking with a bunch of like smaller guys, like so. Well, even if it was just three characters, like that's twelve damage. And we were just talking about how a combiner could come out with sub twenty. Like you may just kill them. That's why I assume there have to be combiner base cards, and and there have to be like you know because she wouldn't exist this way to specifically counter them so heavily uh, if that wasn't the case. So right. Um. I just think it's cool that they made a card based on like the first scene of uh, Combiner Wars, where she like takes out Combiners. So yeah, I just think that's cool. But like her, her, her flip to all mode is just like so. It basically says like, assuming you can set up your deck, which shouldn't be that hard considering what what already exists and what could exist in the future. Like, it not only says like that you you essentially draw and play a card. So like you're breaking multiple rules in one flip yep and you know because i i assume you know i don't i i doesn't take up your playing an upgrade or playing uh an action card like for the turn so I, it, it yeah. just allows you to play it yeah i'm, in, I'm so, assuming it behaves just like mirage i think it's mirage yeah yeah it lets you play an action or like anybody that lets you do anything so like yeah i mean this is extremely powerful like you said oh yeah correctly like i mean even if you, like even if you just think about it like play her and if you think about the two cards we know now like combine you know flip her and get a free matrix like she's not a leader obviously but still like you would get a free matrix or get a free rollout or something like that to all your other yeah. characters like that would be powerful but assuming that other things will probably exist like it's even more powerful well it's also even with that scenario you just said so let's assume for the moment that we do get aerial bots and like we were saying earlier that presumably one of the combiner characters on each team will be a leader well the aerial bots are autobots so it's flip get matrix put it on the leader give my whole team plus one and pierce one that's true you don't have to play it on her it just says you can play it period yeah so there there are a lot of interesting plays and like you said because of how powerful just getting a third action is there's so much potential in this character which is fantastic um 
And it does kind of, t- I think you had said it earlier. I don't remember if it was offline and I'm confusing it. Like I said, it's been a long, stressful week for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of the combiner characters are smaller stars right now. And I think it's safe to assume that mo- unless we get some mechanic where it's, oh, well, they start in play with damage because they have higher star costs than they should or something like that, um, some kind of handicap. I think we can safely assume that most of the combiner parts are going to be low star cost. So yep. in those other 13 to 16 uh, other characters, we're expecting that those should be all your higher cost guys. So it'll be interesting to see what ones show up there, uh, whether they're remakes, for lack of a better way to put it, or they're because it's not like we're at <laughs> we're running out of characters. Even though we had started with that for G one, there's there's a lot of characters across the various media that they could drag in from the generations lines. Yeah, but yeah, she's she's powerful. Yeah. Do you, let me ask you this to be the uh, the wet blanket for a moment. Do you have any concerns about? Because on the surface, her bot mode ability appears utterly crippling to combiners to me that would say if you need something that powerful to beat it or or that something at that level exists that they are that powerful so do you feel that there's any risk at the i mean we don't really know a lot but are you concerned at all that there's a risk that it would be very binary to that end no i don't think so i think that like I mean, you'd have to be real to basically say, oh, well, for combiners to do well, they have to be a blue-based deck, so the way to counter them is with peers. She gives everyone peers, so it's like, it's like I think there's a lot of leaps of faith based on, like, too small of a sample size that we've seen. Right. Um, but, like, you know, if we're back into a world where Pierce doesn't matter, her ability doesn't matter, like, even if it was a combiner. Yeah. Um, and, like, I mean, I guess the only thing I'll say is, like, her stats are not very good for a 12 cost if if they're if they're if you're not facing off against the combiner. So, like, I, I would probably assume that, like, any deck... I don't deck know if I go that far. I mean, on, yeah, on they're, they're weaker, but if you put her up against Nemesis, I mean, it, I guess the question is, is that flip so strong as to override... Uh, some extra attack, some extra health, and his, you know, deck ability. So if we go with the assumption because the green pip does not affect the way combat is stacked right now, and so they're the best way to be able to use be to have cards that like are double pipped with green, like. Uh, I would assume then it's going to give her a lot of use. Uh, in addition to, I assume there's probably going to be more uh, orange blue cards in this set. And there's, you know, so like just even if there was just like another, even let's just say there was the standard one upgrade every single set and one action every single set was going to be orange blue. Like now you now you just increase her like the cards available to her. They just doubled. Yeah. And it's it's like what, like thirty percent of your deck right now? Like even just like raw dog, like thirty percent of your deck off the top, you would have a thirty percent chance of just her ability kicking in without you um massaging and manipulating it. Anyway. it. Yeah. 
and one of the keywords of the set allows you to do so obviously there's going to be more cards that allow you of to course. do that like, you know like there's probably going to be like you know draw three cards and then do that ability or something like that like or something like i don't know what it would be like, yeah yeah there's definitely so going to be ways to manipulate it. I can't imagine that <laughs> that the only card with plan, they made the whole keyword just right. for the one Predacon like that. Right. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that that's probably not the case. <laughs> right. So as long as there's other characters that have that ability, even like the, the, the ability is, quote, on a card in play at all times. Right. So, well, you know, I just don't see how she's going to be getting you free stuff as the game goes on. And I just feel like her... I want to say it's incremental advantage, but depending on what we come out with, like it could be immediate advantage. Yeah, it's, it's all going to so depend powerful. on what that card actually does. Right, and like you said, like, and I had even like I had I assumed like upgrades had to go on her and things like that, but they don't. They just have to be played. So like she can sit there and flip back and forth without even attacking, and all her and whatever she plays goes on somebody else. Right. So I mean, the key is obviously. Like, you don't want to, like, rolling out her back to alt mode to, like, play another rollout, obviously, is not ideal. So, like, it's yeah. really going to come down to, like, what else is out there. But I have to imagine that there's going to be more double pip cards and a third battle icon just gives us the ability to have six more, com you know, three more combinations. Yeah. So, not counting any triple cards or whatever, even if that exists. Um, so, like... Yeah, so I just have to imagine that um, there's gonna you can you can put a lot of powerful things into play for free through her ability. Absolutely, and it's one that's only going to get stronger over time because obviously new sets will introduce more cards that will be relevant to her specifically, and because they can focus it, it definitely gives her a lot of options. So I'm definitely excited to see Windblade show up and. Based on set one, and it's only one set, but both super rares have made splashes in various builds. So I'm sure that the trend is going to continue. And this is a strong enough ability, as you were just describing, that it it justifies the investigation. Because you're when I'm looking at a lot of stuff and I'm trying to evaluate, are these cards going to be any good for me personally? It's okay, well... I may not hit, and I think you had said this in, in one of your initial articles, Scott. It you do, you can't operate under the assumption that yeah, you're going to hit the magical Christmas land and just go nuts. But if magical Christmas land isn't even good enough, then why are you bothering? In this case, hitting one of these cards is probably going to be worthwhile, and you're not going to have to expend you know inordinate amounts of effort to accomplish it. So I expect we're going to be seeing Windblade fairly frequently, combiners or no combiners. Yeah, it really comes down to... So I think when, when you had said the thing about Optimus when we first started the conversation, I think the part that is most similar to her and Optimus is her, her ability to pseudo-brainstorm, pseudo-specialist gear, like whatever you want to call it, like what it allows is the the card drawing cards and likely in this situation also the plan based cards to to be that action that you take during the turn obviously and not any card you simultaneously right 
in any card game, if you could draw what you needed all the time, card draw cards wouldn't have as much, you know, value. Um, but in this, you know, in this game, because you're limited by the number of actions you can take and things like that, in order to smooth out your your hands, you you wind up having to play like treasure hunts, incoming transmissions, inspiring leaderships, things like that. Obviously, like if you have an ideal hand, you don't need to be playing those as your actions, but she will allow you to play those types of things and still do something else, assuming the double pip cards are powerful enough to justify putting them on top and getting her ability off. So like right. that's where like, you know, if there was an inspiring leadership clone that also had plan that allowed you to like, you know, I guess that'd be it'd probably be more powerful than um incoming transmission, but let's just say it yeah. existed. So like you drew three cards, you put one or two back on top or something like that. Then you flipped her and you got a card out of the deal. Like you're going to be improving your hand quality at the same time as getting a free action, getting a free card draw off her because her ability essentially mimics both those things. Yep. And you're, you still have a hand of like better cards than you had before. And you can still, if you can still play an action and you can still play an upgrade. Right. So it's just like I seen absolutely no downside for her. Her stats are fine. Um, she's a natural fit with Slipstream also, who wants yeah. uh, multiple icons in her when she attacks, and her her bot mode ability will come into play more often now. Absolutely. Um, with a third, with a third, with a fourth type of icon. You know, if it turns so, out that that green actually is healing. And again, we don't know at this stage, and we're probably going to find out tomorrow. And this conversation may or may not be very, very silly. Um, yeah, but we'll know tomorrow our time now. But <laughs> yeah, the exactly. Podcast will already exist by then. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> if that happens, slip, slipstream obviously goes up a lot because of the the additional pips. But I'm also very curious to see like her bot mode, like you said, because we're getting all of these extra planes that may care. It's it. The reevaluation of the existing characters has me almost or maybe even more excited than seeing the new stuff, which sounds crazy, but I'm, I'm really excited to go back and look at some of these characters and say, okay, you were so close before. Did, you, did this finally push you into the realm of this is a thing now? Yeah, you know what? If we had time... If if we knew this was coming on a on a we record on Thursdays, like if we knew this announcement was coming on a Thursday, we probably could have talked about this last week. Like, yeah, how? Because for most, for some listeners who aren't familiar with um, card games, like that's always something you need to take into consideration when a new and we could talk. You know, we're going long, but like we could talk about this for a long time. But like, there's. There's a specific way you should approach any new set of a card game. And, like, what I always do is, like, what you say. I always look to see how the new cards affect the old cards before I start to evaluate the new cards in isolation. I will say, having played Magic for a lot of years, made by Wizards of the Coast, same company as Transformers, like, they really like their sets to be self-contained and, like, push a mechanic. So, like, it's usually better to do the secondary thing first, which is look at the current set first and see how that interacts mm -hmm. and how you can basically use the old cards with the new cards as opposed to the opposite way, which is use the new cards with the old cards. 
Um, but you need to be able to do both. Right. Um, and so like exactly what you're saying, like that's where a lot of this comes into play. Like that's why we're, you know, obviously with Windblade, considering we don't see any double pip cards right now standing in front of us. And again, by the time this goes live, we may have, um, we we're just evaluating it based on two double pip cards that we know exist now. And I can already say she's playable and trying to expand out like, like what, we think based on a couple keywords, you know, the interaction there, but you can see that she's very self-contained within there's already, there's already going to be a keyword in the set that interacts with her. There's already going to be, because there's more, you know, a, another pip that exists, it's going to interact with her. So you can already see that she's like, she's a card that bridges both sets. Yeah. But she's probably going to be most powerful because of what's coming in this set and in future sets. So, yep. you know, that's the type of card where, you always want to back test and then front test as well. So Exactly. So there's definitely a lot of homework coming up because it's now officially spoiler season, everybody. Uh, we, we have some exciting stuff. We, were, we really were, and none of us are Miss Cleo, but we really were planning on doing a speculation episode. And I spent two hours last night getting my Transformers toys down and taking pictures because I was going to do this cool thing with, you know, well, this is the guy I think it is, and then these are the different iterations and blah, blah, blah. And it turns out, oh, well, I guess the set is, we're just going to find out what's in it, which is even better. Yes. So uh, were there any other thoughts that you wanted to bring up, Scott, about any of the previews so far, what you're hoping to see or, you know, anything along those lines? Um, just that I, I, I'm pretty sure that other, like whether it's other content creators or other ways that, that, that there will be other spoilers that are out there. And I guess the big thing is like, I'm, I used to, I used to write for other card games and like when spoiler season came out, it was the most exciting time uh, for everything. Uh, uh. but you know, Joe, I guess the big thing is just just don't jump to conclusions about anything and you see everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, I think we're going to have to repeat that every episode a lot, I'll be honest, until we get the full set and afterwards, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm just trying to remember. I just remember there was, like, there were other card games that I had played. It was, like, all but, like, three cards and spoiled and, like, the last three that have been spoiled, like made the whole set, for example. So like, yeah. And turn something completely you know, you know, around or upside down. Yeah. Like, you know, like in this situation, I remember, I remember in Transformers, like Grimlock was spoiled, like pretty late. Yeah. And like, like it looked like Dinobots were going to be different than they are now. And not as powerful. I remember like, I'm trying to remember what the other, Oh, we didn't, I know super rare Bumblebee was spoiled, like really late. I think it was the last card spoiled that we had seen. Mm -hmm. um nemesis was spoiled as the first card so like i would expect that whatever the other super rare decepticon is will get spoiled pretty late in the process so at this yeah it, assuming the same pattern i think that's reasonable yeah so um that's the big thing i mean just like you know it's fun keep an open mind um i guess this pre-order from your stores or from wherever you usually buy the cards yeah. Um, if you can, expect if it's within your means, support your local store. But by all means, you know, you got to do what, what's best for you. <laughs> yeah, I would expect to see an uptick in other news 
I would expect that, like, the key is, like, don't let the momentum, like, let this be the start of the momentum that carries through all the way to the next time this occurs. Like, don't let it, like, cascade for you. Like, let this, a whole new set, how many, and how many, you said it was what, like, is it 90-something battle cards or something like that? Uh, 81 battle cards, so the same as the first yeah. set. Yeah. I mean, I still am under the impression, I still believe that, like, uh, Wave 1 still has things to be um, discovered and yeah. maybe discovered over the next month. But when you're literally doubling the card pool and doubling the, especially doubling the character pool and from what we can tell, like, lowering the star cost, which means it's a lot different, like, looking at Windblade and saying, oh, she's a 12-drop, 12-drop, like, interact with things. But when you have a bunch of 5-drops, like, the combinations are... Oh, yeah, we have way more things available yeah. to us. The introduction of the force-cost characters through Metroplex, presumably some of them showing up in this. Again, this is all just an assumption. There, It's going to be a very interesting time to see what people come up with. Yeah, there's just going to be a lot of stuff going on, and, like, there's... There's going to be a lot of stones unturned, so like there's right. going to be a lot of discovery, and so like don't like people are going to jump to conclusions right away, and you have to understand there's a lot of testing that's going to need to go on, and like I'm sure people, for example, are going to make like are even probably now like rushing out making playtesting videos, and like we just don't know enough. No, so, there, like you said before, have fun with it, and speculating yeah. is a lot of fun, and you know theory crafting is a lot of fun, but do take a step back and think about it. Come on, we we know like seven cards or however many we got um yeah we you there's no way to evaluate what's happening pick seven go on one of the many deck builders or in your own collection pull out seven random unique cards and see if you could figure out the top decks from looking at those cards right like it's just not gonna happen so and that's before you consider that oh wait there was a wave one <laughs> and metroplex and you know there's a lot going on I guess one one last thing, Scott, before we, I guess, officially sign off and not to cut you short if you had anything else. Um, nope. There was a question in chat to see what our speculations are on the presumably Decepticon super rare. Any ideas? Or you don't want to venture a guess at this stage? I guess I guess it depends if it's, well, like, do you consider Windblade to be, like, one of the... So, like, again... Like, we had our categories when we were going to do our Wave 2 speculation. We had mm -hmm. categories of reissues from the first set, quote, Generation 1, like the typical characters you'd expect to see. Right. And then these, like, unique guys. I put Windblade in the more unique column. I know she's, like, mm -hmm. the star of Cyberverse and all that, so I don't really know. Like, because the first set we had, like, one That's of the... That's a good point. It's... You know. I would... If you would ask me that... It, you know, just randomly, even right now, I would probably say when... So if we operate under the assumption that there's one known character, so Bumblebee, and one right. unknown character in Nemesis, I would probably say Windblade is known only because, okay. it, like you said, she was the star of a number of recent shows. She's been getting toys left and right. She has been pushed in a number of mediums. That being said... If you were to pull a random person that watched Transformers as a kid, obviously Windblade is a recent character. They're probably not going to know who she is. So that that is a, a tough question. I'm going to fall on the camp that she's a known character. So we would get an obscure Decepticon or more obscure. 
So you want an obscure Decepticon that isn't like... And it has to... Given the way the set is shaping up, it wouldn't be one of the combiners. So do you think it's your boy Galvatron? Like, I mean... Well, no, because you said unknown it has to be unknown. Yeah, if he is, he's yeah, you're right. He's big enough that he probably wouldn't be. I, I so guess like, it would have to be like Deathsaurus or something like one of the, um, like from one of the Japanese shows. I would think if they were to. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, like Nemesis Rodimus, because <laughs> that was a toy. That's that would be funny. Could they make like? Would they just cheat to make Overlord and not have him have two alt modes? Like, that would be one, in my opinion. That could work. Like, you can't make six, six whatever, the guy that can transform six times. Oh, six shot? Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure um, we'll get him, but right now, yeah, that might be a little much for one set. <laughs> so that's the that's the thing. Like, if he's, if we want to go with the fact that it's a, oh, you know, a character. Okay, I have a guess. I have a guess. Bludgeon. What's he the? He's the like undead samurai looking guy that transforms oh, into a tank. Oh, in the comics. Yeah. Well, he's he not just in the comics; like he's a bad Marvel guy and other stuff too. Um, yeah. I could see. I would expect to see him because I think. It, well, I think he's gotten a recent release, but he he's hmm. also like oh he's obscure, but he also could fit the tribal theme. You know, like I kind of just want him. I don't know if he'll actually show up. The easier thing is if we say Boyn Blade is unknown, and then we say it's like Trotter Starscream. That's oh, yeah. Well, they, that's why it's more fun to make it hard and make it more right. difficult. Come on. <laughs> so, but, uh, go ahead. Yeah. I'm going to say Overlord and just hope they just do an alt mode that's just tank and ignore the plain part of it because it Power of the Primes pretty much did that. So, yeah, I'm yeah. going to go with that. So. Well, they, they could do uh, Black Shadow. Another one of the Phase Sixers that got like a... I don't know if he was actually a six changer in his recent release. Recent being like a few years ago now. Uh, but it's another mm-hmm. like... Then they have Mirror Planes, if that matters. I don't know. That's my guess. Okay. So there you go, everybody. Um, and yeah, I don't know if they'll do Pretenders, but they did do Pretenders in the toy line. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, but anyway, we, we have been running long. I don't want to keep Scott all night because we could probably be here all night talking about a whole bunch of stuff. So, um, Scott, where can everybody find you? What are you working on? Uh, let's do the the whole sell ourselves fun thing. <laughs> uh, you can find me at VectorSigma.info and as well as various Facebook groups. Um uh, by the time you hear this, uh, you should check back. I would think every day, if not every other day, over the following week to uh, see our exclusive spoilers that we're getting. So um, there'll be an article each on the spoilers we got. So um, definitely keep track of those. And then I'll probably write intermittent articles probably every day on other medium spoilers if they get them as well. Just like my initial thoughts, but I won't go into like a really super long article on all of them because mm. that's pretty much the job of those people to take care of it, but definitely uh, check back with us for spoilers and I'll, uh, this will open up a whole new realm of speculation articles. So definitely be checking out. Awesome. Uh, VectorSigma.info as much as possible. Cause we have many different voices with many different opinions. So like this is the first time that we're going to see new cards that are becoming from a, from a different angle. So, right. Yeah. This is, this is the first time that Vector Sigma has been 
really joined together as it as it stands for this sort of thing. Like, obviously, we all knew each other ahead of time going into wave one, but this is where we're all like, okay, we're officially Vector Sigma kind of thing. Um, yep. So it's definitely going to be an exciting time. You can check our content out, like Scott said, over on Vector Sigma, but for random thoughts over here, you can see the Twitter that I'm pointing to in the video, uh, the House of Random. Uh, you can... I'm going to have all of the contact information for both Scott and myself in the show notes. Definitely give us, and I hate saying this stuff, but the likes, the subscribes, things like that do actually have an impact because it matters for our own metrics so that we know what people like and don't like. It matters for trying to push some of the content out there. So definitely let us know. If you have listener questions, like we started out with, we got one on YouTube. We definitely want to get to it. Definitely hit Scott or myself up. Either reply here or on YouTube or on Facebook, whatever is your fancy, and we'll definitely try and get that into the show. I do have aspirations to have a dedicated listener question section on the show at some stage, but we'll we got to get questions to do that. So hit us up with questions. But anyway, uh, yeah, as and- we alluded to last, oh god, we're still pushing um, our plan with our some of the upcoming events is to is to push multimedia out through Vector Sigma our own YouTube page and things like that. So be on the lookout for that. Um, I still think this podcast and the written content are the best medium to discuss um, spoilers because I just think that video content is best to actually watch games as opposed to talking about games. So like that's where I think our focus will mostly be. Sounds good. Well, you heard it straight from the man's mouth. So, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the show. And tune in next time for some more Random Thoughts.